Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we get salty in a positive way, when we crack open three beers made using seaweed as an ingredient. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So this episode's had a bit of an evolution, hasn't it? It has, yeah, because it was going to start off with, so we got the, out of the three beers we're drinking today, we yeah. got one of them quite a while ago, yeah. like, I guess we can say what we're drinking, so we've yeah, got we can say what we're drinking. Uh, Brass Castle Sabra Mosaic Red IPA series called Meet Me Underwater. And it's got then, a lovely can it, yeah. but we'll get to that. Yeah, it, it really is beautiful. Um, we've got a black IPA, uh, that's called Trawler's Dread. And we have Tartarus's Umabozu, which is the Squid Ink Seaweed and Yuzu Imperial Ghost. And the label is, if you're watching the video, the label's fucking cool. And it's got googly eyes, which Joe go- only just noted. Joe only just noticed. Like two minutes ago, I turned the bottle around and was like, oh my God, it's got googly eyes. So it's a wax sealed bottle. It's got white wax on it. With and in the tiny... wax are two little googly eyes. And I, I mean, how long have we had this this beer now? We've had this quite, a while. Because this is what, this is what prompted Started, the episode. Yeah. Um, and I've literally just turned it around and seen the googly eyes and just like burst out laughing. I saw it when taking it out of the package <laughs> and then you just started giggling and you were like, like, did you know these had googly eyes? I was like, yeah. yes. I'm like, every, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how many have times. googly eyes? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've handled this bottle, like moving it around and having it for things. Like, I've got it out. It's been it. in and out of boxes. I put it in the fridge today. I literally just literally two minutes ago put it down only just saw the googly eyes i mean it it gave you a chuckle that was good it did (laughs) so yeah basically the 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 episode kind of started by having that because we were originally gonna do we were originally gonna do like interesting weird like beers unique yeah beers with interesting ingredients interesting ingredients yeah or there was kind of another like there was like multiple ideas we knew we wanted to use it for something and it was kind of either like interesting ingredients or maybe a little bit more like asian themed ingredients or you know like we kind of were like which which can we do we we sort of held it to the side for a bit and then sort of ended up getting I think it was the Brass Castle. Yeah, I think we they saw the Brass Castle this one next. seaweed one. And we were like, okay, yeah. well, that's two that have seaweed, so we can make that work. And then, yeah, I just found this Trawler's Dread. And I was like, cool. I did a search for more seaweed beers. And I was, cause I was like, I feel like we need to try to get another one. Yeah. So, yeah, found another one. And there we go. Sea- seaweed episode sorted. Oh, I, we were seaweed. just talking about it before we were recording. I'm literally dreading this episode because I hate. It's no idea. Prepared, like Little a jug out. of water, ready to go to the side because I've got a feeling I'm just going to drink a lot. Don't dislike salty things, but for some reason, when it comes to sea salt, like oceany salt, I really just don't like. I don't like salt water. I literally don't go underwater in salt water. I think I just had childhood trauma, so I just I don't like. I don't eat seafood. I don't like anything that's like too oceany if it's california roll sushi which is vegetable i still don't like it because i don't like the nori which is like the the paper seaweed like See, i'm really surprised that you don't it. like nori hate it hate it wow literally hate it but <laughs> can i remind you that when yeah. we did oyster stout you didn't mind the oyster stout so i feel like 
I feel like... But that didn't have oyster in it, did it? I think we, um, found, I think we ruled out that actually didn't have. That one maybe oyster didn't. Stout, Some of them didn't do, though. Actually, yeah, but that one, I think we ruled out, didn't actually have anything in it. It was just that style. But as well, like, I feel like it, it maybe it's just more of a seasoning. Like, that saltiness is just in there to lift up all the other flavours, right? Like, rather than it being overpowering. I mean, we're going to find out. As we open these up and drink them. I'm just dreading it. I think you're too worried. I think it's going to be fine. I am dreading it. So I was telling the story to someone the other day because someone else was like, I I had to explain sort of what Nori was. And then I was explaining about how I was like, when we went to Japan, like pre-COVID, I went to KFC there. I was like, I just want to see what KFC is there. Like, what is it like? They make a big deal about it at Christmas. Like, that whole thing. And I was like, you know what? It's interesting to see what fast food is like in another country. And like, we we weren't eating like it was during a time we weren't eating a big meal so it's not like i was skipping out on eating somewhere really really nice by eating at a kfc we're like let's give it a go not particularly hungry but let's just see and i went in i love snack craps and i was like let me get one of the like i'll just they've got a teriyaki chicken one great like amazing had that i think i took like the first bite i was like okay there's a lot of coleslaw in it i was like fine whatever and then like second bite I got like the seaweed ocean taste and I was like Ugh. and it's because they had like put nori in it right and I was like Ugh. like couldn't finish it and then I was Never like thing. Rick it's your like you can have this like because I just I can't even power through it right that's how much I don't like it yeah so um this is gonna be interesting so I'll like preface it that like I am I wanted to try them because I thought it was interesting but if it's not to my taste, don't let that be your base guide because I <laughs> I am the person that didn't want to go in salt water so badly that the first time I went stand-up paddleboarding, I did not fall in strictly through the sheer will of the fact that I was not willing to go in salt water. My brother-in-law... Wow. They, I, I paddled as fast as I could because my brother-in-law was fuming that I was the only one that hadn't gone in the water. <laughs> and then he made it like a hilarious game to be like, let's just let's just fuck with you so you go in and i was like no and i was just like frantically (laughs) paddling away from everyone because i was so determined to not go in the water yeah that's how much so yeah don't don't let that sort of be your guiding light if i don't like it but i'm interested to see if it's going to be as bad as i think it's gonna like in my head i've built it up to be but yeah i mean i guess that sort of brings us into the taste of seaweed so like kind of looking at the different flavors that seaweed sort of bring out when you eat yeah. it you've got umami flavors which so like umami is sort of the fifth taste so you've got yeah. sweet sour bitter and salty and then you have umami flavors and people are like what is that and i think a lot of the times you just go it's just umami like you can't well, <laughs> you don't often of put it into words but savory richness savory meaty is the words that describe umami but i feel like anytime you say it in conversation people are like what is umami and then like (laughs) people just like it's just umami yeah (laughs) it it just is um so yeah i think that's one big flavor of of seaweed and then you've got salty earthy vegetal and then it was also described as oceanic but like Mm -hmm. personally i think that's kind of for me that's just the same way of saying salty (laughs) like for me i suppose there's that other kind of salt wateriness rather than just salt isn't there yeah it was it it was kind of described to be fair the way it was described was that it was very much like oceanic was more like a like that ocean you can't really like give it a taste you're just like it's the like the taste of the ocean like there's no 
yeah other way to sort of break it down which I'm, i do get that there's a difference there so um that's what i'm expecting and that's what i'm like terrified of um but yeah seaweed's typically used for the umami flavor uh it can bring out that umami brine iodine mm-hmm. flavor notes and they tend to use it a lot of times so it's like firstly for kind of the flavoring and secondly apparently it's like very good at preserving mm. so yeah that that's and, and then obviously you have all the people that are talking about that it's health benefits and all of that so that's kind of a lot of reasons why seaweed gets used not even necessarily just in, in brewing but just in general when it's yeah. cooking with seaweed um how, how are you feeling about seaweed what are your what are your feels on seaweed um i'm not i you know i yeah i'm not a massive fan of seaweed but i i think it's an interesting ingredient to use in beer like it's something that you wouldn't normally think about i'm quite impressed that we've managed to end up with three beers with it in actually um but yeah i think i think this is going to be interesting it will indeed um <laughs> so just did like a really quick high level of like the history of of sort of seaweed and brewing and it's um like kind of some of the earliest references to it that i could find as like from a traditional background was like so china so apparently mm-hmm. there were they found traces this is quite interesting actually they found traces of a um fermented drink that had been made with seaweed um in a five thousand year old vessel Ooh. Well, that was quite, that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you obviously have like, so there's just different cultures have like more historically known sort of drinks. So you've got, you know, Scandinavia, so Norway has um, a traditional farmhouse ale that in English is called a kelp ale. I- I'm not going to try to say it um, <laughs> in its natural tongue because i will fuck that up so bad um even like having tried to google how to say, so the problem is like trying to google how to say it it's like did you mean to spell this and i'm like no no so i'm not even gonna make the attempt to say it but it means kelp ale and that traces back to at least the seventh the at least the 18th century so they tended to use dried kelp um which we'll sort of get into like a little bit more about mm-hmm. the differences there but um yeah, that added a distinct salty and iodine flavour. So, the, like, the iodine is what makes me feel like, ugh, like, ugh. I think that's what puts me off. I think it's like okay. the iodine yeah. element, as I'm like... I can see that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Scotland and Ireland. So they both have, like, histories of sort of having more brews. So, like, Scotland's had, like, the Kelpie beer, and that commonly used bladder rack. And then Ireland had the Dorsa beer. I don't know if I've sort of pronounced that right or not because it's quite hard to figure out if it's dulce, dulce or dulce or mm-hmm. a lot of times online it was being spelt as <laughs> people were googling dolce so fun <laughs> fact as as I was googling <laughs> this type of thing yeah uh, I was like oh this could be like a sweet see I'm interested like a dolce like thinking dolce de leche, dolce de leche. <laughs> um no that was just people no. commonly like misspelling it on google which um brilliant but that kind of made me think that it was pronounced pronounced like dulce just because of people are hearing it and they're pronouncing they're typing it like that i was kind of like bet that's probably how it said yeah Um, but that tends to be what was kind of used in like the um that type of seaweed is what's Mm -hmm. commonly used obviously to make that type of beer in ireland and then also you have like you know cultures like south america like country south america um africa so like africa was like angola mozambique you had pacific islands in there um Peru had like a traditional beer called the Chicha de Algas, which I'm guessing is probably like like drink of algae. I'm gonna guess yeah. that's what what that that probably means. 
Um, here's a fun question. Like, how, I would say algae. Do you say it like a British person would say it? I say algae. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought you'd say it like a British person. Because um, I am a British person. Yeah, yeah. It just feels wrong to see algae. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel right to me. So, if you hear that, listeners, if you hear the difference in how we... It's just a cultural difference, a cultural yeah. background difference. It would probably feel just as wrong to Joe to say algae as it would for me to say yeah. algae. Because it feels like I'm... I don't know. I can't even describe it. Um... <laughs> So shall we crack into the first one, which is the Brass let's. Castle? Let's let's not put this off any longer. <laughs> oh. So did we say this was yeah red IPA? Yes, this is a red IPA, Sabro, a mosaic red IPA with seaweed. I'm interested to see how those hops are gonna work. Firstly, yeah. I guess in a red IPA, and then secondly, like with seaweed. Because when I think Sabro, that's not what I think of. It smells alright, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't smell bad. Oh, it's very foamy it's head. It's a lovely colour. It's a lovely ambery touch of red. It's I'd very like, clear. Um, amber is just probably the best way to describe yeah. it, yeah. Orange. Nice. Foamy beige head. Beige head, yeah. It's lovely, like, just a perfect level. Yeah, it smells nice. It does, and I keep, like, my brain keeps being like, oh, this feels like a trap. Because <laughs> it smells alright. This is going to yeah. feel like it's an absolute... Trap. It's got like a nice kind of caramelly malty there smell. Is there's a like a like a freshness. There's like yeah. almost like a freshness to it. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's probably the sea part. And then I'm like, uh, but like <laughs> my brain's going like, but it's so appealing to smell that fresh smell. Yeah. But also I'm like, unless it's the ocean type freshness, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right, you ready? Yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. First sip, I'm okay. I'm not like immediately like, uh. It's um, quite Moorish actually, because there's like sort of a, like, there's a bitterness, but it's like a, yeah. a nice level of bitterness, and I think a little bit of almost like a, maybe like a bit of a burnt caramelly. Well, it's got rye in it, so that's you're getting that like spiciness from the rye. Bit of caramel, mm. yeah. A bit of burnt sugar, a bit of resin. I don't I'm get not... the resin too much though. I think it's just enough to like balance out. Yeah, the I think it's maltiness. sort of. I think it goes along with like the bitterness quite well. Yeah, it's earthy. Yeah, that'll probably be the seaweed. I don't get the sabro. I don't get the sabro at all. But then I thought that was like kind of interesting that it would be like yeah. sabro. Like when I think sabro, I don't think red IPA. No. So that's an interesting one. So yeah, they've they've brewed this in collaboration with Seagrown, which is um, located in Scarborough, and it's the UK's first large-scale seaweed farm. Mm. So that's pretty interesting. And I do love. I said I would talk about the the label on this one. Um, so it's like a looks like an oil painting it of does. like a seascape with like lovely ominous dark clouds. But I like it. Clouds that are reflecting in the water. Bit of sand it is very beautiful. Can it is indeed mm. trying to see if it says anything on the no it doesn't yes yeah, i think the seaweed in that's just kind of lifting all the flavors i'm just trying to like i'm trying to go in and be like what am i let me break this apart more hmm i can read you the little description that's mm-hmm. not actually on the cat so 6.5 percent, which doesn't taste 6.5 percent. no 
Mosaic Sabro Seaweed Red IPA, brewed in collaboration with Seagrown, as I said. Uh, seaweed is a feature of nearly every beer, as a variety of seaweed is added to the kettle copper, the kettle slash copper, to help with the clarification process. In this beer, we're using sugar kelp as a flavour profile to add some umami. Ooh, there's that word again, that buzzword. <laughs> and Norse sea characteristics into a robust hoppy red IPA, an IPA style that really benefits from a strong multi backbone. So yeah, I would definitely, I mean, definitely a strong multi backbone. I'll tell you yeah. that. Sugar kelp, that's interesting. I because I'd be like reading sugar kelp, I'd be like, is it sweet? Because that's like probably what my brain would instantly think. Yeah. I didn't know about the seaweed as a feature of nearly every beer. Yeah, so um, Irish moss. So if you are you want to clarify your beer, um, you can add finings to it. Now, gem- like, m- what used to be used most was a finding called Isinglass, which is actually from fish. Yeah. But you can also use Irish moss, which comes from an algae, uh, and seaweed and that is a clarifier as well and if you so if you if you need to use a clarifier um and you need it to be vegetarian then or or i think you can say it's vegan if you've used that as well because it's a plant yeah um you need to use irish moss rather than isinglass so yeah it is like that's a traditional thing in brewing generally is to chuck that in and it clears up, clears yeah, up I, ju- I just didn't realize that that process like i just thought like i didn't think about it as seaweed so that's that's interesting yeah that's interesting already all right do you want to know what do you know what this is what sugar kelp sugar kelp sure right so it is a brown alga of the family (laughs) laminaris i can't pronounce that (laughs) (laughs) laminariaceae it is known by the common names sugar kelp, sea belt, and devil's apron, and is I one like of the species <laughs> devil's apron, and is one of the species known to Japanese cuisine as kombu. It is found in the North Atlantic Ocean, Arctic Ocean, and North Pacific Ocean. Interesting. Mm. That first part that you had said it sounded like a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Oh, That's... sugar kelp provides net environmental benefits by removing excess nutrients and carbon dioxide and releasing oxygen to mitigate against ocean acidification. So I think that's not even just like, I know like seaweeds, seaweeds as a whole, like they actually help with um, like pollution just yeah. as a whole, um, which is really, really interesting. Um, I'm not so. Do, do you want some? While, while we're sipping on this, do you want some fun facts? Now that we've mm. sort of kind of gone down that, you direction? know, I always want some fun facts. <laughs> some fun facts, the funnest <laughs> facts. Um, so I'll start with about seventy percent of the world's oxygen comes from seaweeds and other microscopic algae. Oh, and they're also trialing using seaweed as biofuel. So it feels mm. like seaweed could help heal the world. Yeah. How do you feel that seventy percent? About seventy percent of the, the world's, world's oxygen. oxygen. I didn't know that. I mean, you always that think was about a trees fact. and plants, don't you? Obviously. I'm going to say it confidently, like it's a fact, because um, that's what I learned from my searching online, and numerous websites said that. Yeah. So I cross reference, so I feel comfortable enough saying that confidently. But yeah, seventy percent feels like so high, doesn't it? Yeah, that feels like a lot. Mm. But well, cool. there are- so. 
Maybe we should cool. stop eating the seaweed and let it do its thing. I I feel like I'm already doing that. Yeah. I'm doing my part. Um, I actually, that's the reason why I don't like it, because I know how great it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are over 12,000 different species of seaweed, with the three main variety types being green, brown, and red. And apparently, those, the green, brown, and red, can only be found in salt water. Yeah supposedly um but yeah i don't really know like all the other groupings of it because i kind of only saw like those are the three main yeah they seem to just group them by color but i don't know if there's like another way that like this the freshwater ones are yeah slightly different that because there are freshwater ones it's just i think they're a little bit less common um but yeah over twelve thousand different species like that feels like an aggra- like and to me <laughs> i don't know how you feel <laughs> To me, it all, they all look the same. <laughs> but they're obviously not. Yeah, but like, okay. And they don't all look the same. But I feel like there's like, when I see them, I th- like, there's like the ones that you can pop that make a popping noise. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's ones that are a little bit more stringy and you're like, ew. And they go on your foot and you're like, ew. And you just want to kick it off and they don't. They stick to you. Um, and then there's more like leafy ones that people kind of eat. But then they also kind of look like the popping ones, just without the popping part of them. This is Tori's very scientific characterization. It is, it is very scientific. Oh, I mean, categorizations of seaweed. I'm just saying. I just I feel like over twelve thousand feels like an aggressive amount because I am like there's like five different kinds. There's kinds of like I had never even like processed. So like there's one. So obviously we think of seaweed. I'm going to use the we, even though I've clearly just like said it's myself that thinks about them as like (laughs) they're all the same. Um, We kind of think of seaweed as being sort of soft and a bit more like plant-like. But there are seaweeds that are also like rock hard. Oh. So there's something that's called a coralline algae. Okay. And like that is like like red. Yeah, it's a red seaweed. But it's not coral, it's it's seaweed. But it does sort of like, it, it like, yeah, I think it said something about it had it secreted like lime or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, really like interesting. So I looked at a photo of it and I was like, oh, like that doesn't look like seaweed. That doesn't fit into my, <laughs> my idea of seaweed. <laughs> so I guess like I can then kind of leave, yeah, there probably is like 12,000 <laughs> different kinds. Um, but yeah, hard seaweed. Are you not being open well, to all the different types of seaweed? That How are. many seaweed did you know? Are you going to pretend I mean, you know I that there's know. lots of different know. types of seaweed? I'm not saying that I knew a lot, but I'm... Are you going to say you know that there was hard seaweed? I'm not an ocean <laughs> biologist, you know, so... Oh, trust me, I've very much proven that I am not either with some of this. Um, so there are thought to be nine times more... It's, it's thought that, so like, I don't... Yeah. There's no, like, 100%, but scientists think that there's nine times more algae and seaweed in the ocean than there are plants on land oh think that's how a lot. much yeah but you think seaweed like that is. we've we haven't really so much been to the bottom of all of the oceans have we mm. like it's pretty deep down there correct but then a lot of them so what i saw while like i don't have the actual fact written down here but what i saw while googling was like apparently a lot of them do actually like coastlines and mm. um because they thrive because obviously they have to photosynthesize so they kind of tend to stay where it's more okay. light. So, like, yeah. you don't... Maybe there are some sort of in the deep depths of the ocean, but, like, that's just not how they 
grow and thrive so it's got to be somewhat lit for the most part but yeah i'm not that part i cannot say confidently because i didn't extensively google that and cross-reference <laughs> it i just saw it in passing while reading well like reading some of the little yeah. blurbs um yeah i thought that was interesting so red seaweeds are the only group of organisms on the planet that possess three life cycle states so this is the part where i become a non-scientist because i googled the fuck out of what (laughs) that meant because i thought like i could give you a breakdown of the three different life cycles like that could be cool um googled it looked through like five or six different websites couldn't work it the fuck out it was so scientific (laughs) that i was like like i honestly didn't even know i looked at diagrams and i was like i might as well be like (laughs) reading something in latin because i was like this means literally i probably was reading something in latin at that point i was like i visually with what it was even showing me i couldn't work out what it was and there were so many big scientific words that i was like i'm just gonna give up it's never gonna happen i'm not a scientist so you're just gonna have to live with the fact that red seaweeds are the only group of organisms on the planet that possess three life cycle states okay and it's up to you to understand what that means if you know you know so (laughs) that's what i'm gonna hit you with is if you know you know (laughs) um seaweed is rich in natural elements um so yeah they're a wonderful source of vitamins minerals proteins fatty acids dietary fibers and antioxidants and that includes like potassium and iodine in that as well i think everyone kind of knows that already yeah i think we're aware they're like a (laughs) superfood very good for you doesn't mean that you want to eat it and it tastes good to you though no a lot of people do want to eat it and it tastes really good to a lot of people i'm just not one of those people but yeah it's it's sort of like a superfood of such and they have like whole like when you start googling food items they're like it's always like the health like websites that are like here have a pill that's seaweed or here's some like this product and this will be like this is really great for your health and this will keep you young and this will fix this (laughs) health issue you have and it's just yeah really interesting um so here's where i was kind of coming earlier to the kelp seaweed algae thing so kelp seaweed and algae are kind of they're not really interchangeable um so like kelp is a type of seaweed so it's a brown type of seaweed so there we go that's uh and no, we already we already said that was one of the three main ones um yeah. so yeah kelp is a brown type of seaweed um well seaweed in general just kind of refers to the whole like all, all of those species yeah and seaweed is a multicellular type of algae so they're not like people use them interchangeably but okay. they are not like synonymous not with each other yeah um similar but different um this this one was i thought was really interesting kelp can form what is like called a kelp forest yeah um but sometimes been called like the rainforest of the sea um obviously unfortunately due to like climate change and everything else there's you know they're they're declining in general but they're they're typically found yeah yep because we are uh that's what we're great at yeah yep human beings were great at that um number one (laughs) so yeah they're, they're found in coastline areas and the forests actually help protect the coastlines in storms Ooh. so they it like stops them from feeling the full effects of ocean waves because it sort of helps like pump the break on the waves coming inward oh, okay. so if they're like really yeah. rocky and really choppy it kind of helps that so it helps slow coastline erosion yeah 
I thought that was really interesting and something I kind of didn't and like seeing photos of them it is like yeah it's just really cool to look at um yeah seaweed may sometimes look like they're plants but they are not actually I think people think they look like they have roots stems leaves Mm. overall physical structures necessary to transport nutrients like like plants have but they are not plants they don't have those things they just maybe look sometimes like they have those things they are not plants so i just thought i thought that was interesting because i thought a lot of people probably go oh they are like sort of a type of plant but it's like nah they're not i think this i read something on one of the sites as well like certain algae are thought to sort of be the prehistoric like the the precedent to plant like Mm, yeah yeah, yeah. actual plants so um but they aren't and then i thought i would end with like a really cool one so like i'm guessing you've kind of seen or heard about bioluminescent Mm -hmm. algae and that's sort of like out for anyone that doesn't know what bioluminescent is it's like it it can light it can light up pretty much like (laughs) it's pretty cool like there's they've you've got beaches that have this bioluminescent algae and like you can go um canoeing or paddle boarding or just like just go in the water and kind of move your hand around and it it lights up and it's pretty cool to see like if you google a video on it um so like one type is noctiluca i mean i don't know if i've said that right noctilusa like it not not sure but basically the easy way to call it is sea sparkle because it's also known as sea sparkle that's a lot easier to say sea sparkle is a fun name (laughs) love it um but what's interesting is so so thousands of that of of the sea sparkle can fit into a single drop of water which alone is interesting in itself but the whole reason they're thought to be bioluminescent is to scare off predators Mm. which is quite interesting because like when you think about what algae or seaweed is yeah do you really think of it like having a mechanism to because like if you think about it that way like that feels like the equivalent of like lettuce it's like it's like some lettuce that just lights up because of predators coming by like that's in my brain why i find that so fascinating is because i kind of think about sort of the sentience or like the non-sentience there like it's it's like it's still a living in. thing that doesn't want to die isn't it so yeah but i'm like again i kind of give it that same level of sentience as like lettuce <laughs> and it's like can you imagine if like <laughs> lettuce was like nah bruh <laughs> just like <laughs> lit up I was like please don't pick me <laughs> it was just like, maybe we'd feel a lot like worse about about that if it, yeah. if it lit up i don't know but i thought that was really really interesting was like it's just thought that it, to scare off predators yeah so yeah there you go i've Those seen it fun facts. have you i've never yeah. seen it in person yeah we saw it in the sea in bermuda that's cool yeah i've never been anywhere that has it but i feel like that's like a bucket list thing it's like that's pretty cool how how much is it like is there a lot of like little sparks it was like little sparkles in the in the like we just kind of we were in the water and um kind of moving and then you see all these little sparkles and you're like what's that and it was the bioluminescence coming off of the algae in the water it's a sea sparkle it was sea sparkles sea sparkles i like that name that's a fun name but yeah there you go there's your fun facts those are good facts your very scientific fun facts yeah i literally was like some of it i was looking at was like i want to look more into this i want to be able to give more facts and then it was like all these big scientific words and i was like 
Oh no, I'm good. Let's just stick with yeah, the no. high level. We'll stick with the high level. We don't. Yeah. We don't need that much. It's fine. No. <laughs> cool. Well, with that, shall we move on to the next one? Yes. So you found this one, didn't you? Trawler's Dread. I by did. Harbour. H a r b w r. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's infused with Pembrokeshire seaweed. So, yeah, I got a nice little like card with it. Oh yeah, as well. Um, yeah, National Lava Bread Day. I'll read you oh. that in a minute. But let's, yeah. let's pour this bad boy first. This is a black IPA. It is indeed. Yeah. I mean that one. I feel like the Brass Castle has put me in a mood where I'm like, okay. See, I told you. But now I'm like scared that the, I'm still proceed with caution. Okay. I think it's all going to go out the window when we get to the last one. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I feel like we're going to go, oh, that's okay. And then we're going to get to the last one and I'm going to go, uh, and that's going to be the one that is like legitimately no, the most interesting and yeah. the most experimental. And I'm just like, oh, what a like it. I think it's going to be great. So, so this one, yeah, I did find this one and I couldn't actually get it direct from the, I could get it direct from the brewery, but you had to order like a set of, like I just wanted the two bottles. Yeah. Um, and then it, they wouldn't, they physically like you couldn't buy just two bottles. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have to get like bigger sets and stuff. So I had to get it from what is called the, I think it's, yeah, the Pembrokeshire Beach Food Company. Mm. And they do like all different kinds of like seaweed things. Um, So I'm looking at the website just now. It's funny. They've got a blog that's called Captain's Blog, but it's like got a B, like a small B in front of it. Captain's (laughs) Blog. Um, They've got seaweed recipes and then you can go on like shop seaweed. And um, they've got (laughs) what's called Kelchup. (laughs) Kelpchup. (laughs) <laughs> and it's seaweed ketchup <laughs> so yeah That's there's kelp, kelp chip they've got like a seasoning rub um i see dried lava which are la- lava not lava sorry lava which yeah. i'll tell you about in a second um seaweed butter with seaweed seasonings seaweed cheese there's barty wow. spiced rum that's made with seaweed that's that's probably pretty good um pesto what is that mermaid confetti number two sea salt blend truffle butter if you are into seaweed and everything <laughs> made of seaweed i highly recommend the beach food company so beachfood.co.uk and you can get all kinds of different seaweedy goodies so yeah i mean looks like a looks like a black ipa really so it looks black but when you hold it it's up like to light, red it's actually highlight. like mahogany yeah it's got that nice red to it nice creamy beige head on it i was gonna say the head poured all right for me but it in the time it took to sort of get yeah. to it it's disappeared it smells nice it's got that like this nice one does coffee. have i feel like i am getting a seaweed but then i also don't know yeah. if that's in my head because no, I'm I, it. yeah, I'm, I'm getting, getting that kind of and oceany coffee, ocean, yeah, that like ocean fresh, oceanic. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. oceanic. That's our new, that's our new descriptor for the day. It's oceanic. It, it's it's sea breeze air, like the salty yeah. air that you get. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll do it. Right, let's go in. Oh, unsure on the first sip because it's mainly like I'm getting roasty. 
I'm getting roasty, I'm right but that. I'm getting that freshness, that fresh ocean air taste. Yeah, I'm definitely getting ocean. Yeah. It's hard because it's not super off-putting. Like, it's not as no. off-putting as I expected it to be. <laughs> I'm definitely getting that. I'm definitely getting what you've said about the, like, ocean, that, that oceanic quality yeah. to it. And I think it comes through for me a little bit more, like, towards the back end of the sip and then yeah. kind of the aftertaste of it. Um, but it's not as off-putting. But I think this might be something that, like, if I had this a 500ml bottle, I don't know if I'll make it through the whole 500ml. Yeah. It's not, for me, in my taste buds of like what like because i don't like the oceanic taste yeah um i think the brass castle would be more for me like i could drink more of the brass castle than i think i could of this but it's not bad yeah but it's not up there as far as like my other black ipas because of that oceany quality yeah so from a black ipa i want that coffee roasty but I also want a bit of like resinous hoppiness, like, and I want like maybe a little bit of fruitiness. Now it says on the label that this has got Simcoe and Citra in it. I'm not really getting no. those hops. Like I'm getting that roasty coffee, and then I'm getting um, that oceanic freshness, and I'm getting a really dry finish. I was gonna say it's incredibly dry finish. Yeah, really dry finish. Um, no, not really getting that hop character which I want in a black IPA. Um, I feel like this is more just kind of a dark ale than an IPA. I think I'm getting like some hoppiness, but I think it's hard because my brain is immediately focused on the thing that I don't like about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I'm trying to work it. Because I'm trying to work it out. Because I'm trying to be like, I'm trying. My brain's trying to dissect what I'm actually yeah. getting versus like the instinct that there's something there that maybe I don't normally like and i'm yeah. trying to separate that out to be like it makes is it me think that i'm drinking a black lager on the beach yeah i was gonna say it's <laughs> kind of like that not a sunny beach this is like you know slightly windy british beach so you're getting that like sea breeze while you're drinking a black lager sat on the beach yeah In i think <laughs> i don't know necessarily for me it's, it doesn't have, like it's not necessarily british beach coat weather but i think it definitely is like having a dark beer at the beach and it's that like i think i can almost i think what it is because that's like i said my brain's trying to work out what it is like picking up that i think it's it is almost like that iodine yeah type taste to it and i think that's like it's trying to pick that out from everything else but it's actually not as off-putting as i kind of expected it to be i think it was just like working out what it was and then kind of once i worked out what it was and then my my palate sort of like adjusted to it a lot better um yeah and this is one of those like taking one sip out of a beer doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the full flavor like you need to have a few sips kind of get yourself into it let your palate get used to it you know have a few sips before you write off a beer i think yeah, I was watching um, I was watching some streamer who like, I mean, they don't. It's not like a beer streamer or anything like that. Yeah. But they they were streaming something and they were doing like, um, ranking beers or something like that. And they were doing it with like another really like famous streamer or whatever. And I was like, I just want to see, like, what happens here. Right. And it was stuff that was like Budweiser and Coors and like typical like American like beers. Which yeah, like, like I said, he's this is not a beer. Yeah person or anything they were just trying to go for like uh their audience like 
majority they, they weren't even taking craft beers into consideration and they were like oh how should we like go about tasting these to like like should we get a glass like how much should we have before we kind of move on and they were like one sip one and i was like no, no and i was there kind of like <laughs> at my screen like no, no because like one no, sip's mate. not gonna do it that's not gonna do it you need more than one <laughs> definitely put it in a glass like go yeah. back to our previous episode if you want to hear about why you need to use a glass <laughs> yeah it was um it it was just interesting because they were like oh, should we just, how, how do we approach this? Like, oh, we'll just take one sip and then we kind of go and then we can go back to it. And I was like, no. And no. like, probably, <laughs> out of all the ones that they were drinking, they were probably all going to taste more or less the fucking same anyways. Yeah. Because it was literally like Budweiser, Coors, Heineken, like US Heineken. And I was like, it's all going to taste the same. And I'm sure somebody will at us and be like, they are not all the same. But like, I don't think one sip you're going to get this like massive altered no. difference in taste but um yeah i thought it was talking, so... about, talking about heineken as well someone i was watching some videos when i was uh doing my cicerone uh study and i was watching some other people preparing for their tasting exams and one person was like oh you know i've, I've not passed it several times now and like trying to do you know trying to distinguish these beer styles but he kept, or, you know he kept doing his off flavors and kept doing that but he he kept using Heineken as his base beer for it, and I was, and people were just like message, like leaving comments going, "Don't use Heineken. Heineken it almost always has a skunky taste already. <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna, like you're just gonna get skunked every time you do it. Like pick something else. Stop using that beer. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting that that's the choice of what what to be used as a base. Beer. It's like get some Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> The one thing that Budweiser is good for is training you because you can add things to it and then that it highlights it because there's nothing else to taste. <laughs> oh, it hurts, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt me, but... <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's anyway, true. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, so I got this, like... I got, like, a nice little pack. So I got, like, a little postcard that had a mermaid on it and Ooh. everything. Yeah, so Watch the video nice, for that. That's pretty. A little goodness from the sea. There's a nice little oh. postcard. And then I got this other one that says, We hereby declare the April 14th National Lava Bread Day. The Pembrokeshire Beach Food Company have, I know, have launched a new national day dedicated to the joys of lava bread, a traditional Welsh seaweed delicacy that can be used in everything from quiches to cooked breakfast. I mean, okay, I'm just going to pause there for a second. Everything from quiches to cooked breakfast. That, that doesn't like feel eggs. like a wild. <laughs> That's like eggs? it can be used in, in everything from quiches to cooked breakfast. <laughs> I feel like that's not a very wide range. Yeah, that's I not. Agree. Like I don't feel like the breadth there is really like. <laughs> no. Well, like, don't so you try me, yourself too like, much. You, like, if you say you know from sushi to cake, there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, or from quiches to cake. Like you can right. use that like kind of like still, that, that's still a bit still a bit of baking, right? That's still a bit on the baking side. But yeah, like... but if yeah, I I just think that if you were like from <laughs> or even like from pastas to cakes or so, I I right, don't know, right, just right. Like, show a little bit slightly, more slightly broader range was needed. Because I feel like example. if you were like upper middle class, you're probably like well quiches breakfast. <laughs> like I was just, I think for day. some people they're like, "What are they talking about?" Quiche's <laughs> breakfast, breakfast quiche, breakfast, my breakfast quiche. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I also have been told that for the coronation this year, you know how there's like yes. apparently like coronation chicken came about because of yeah, the coronation, yeah. and then uh, apparently the coronation food is going to be quiche. Is it? Apparently, I don't oh. know, and I don't know how it gets picked. And is it going to be bog standard boring ass quiche? Is it going to no, be gonna, gonna lava be bread fun. quiche? Is it going like, to be? It's going to be coronation quiche. But like, what is a coronation quiche? There's got to be like some. There, there'll be like some fancy recipe. They'll have done a competition because they did that for the for the pudding for the uh, jubilee, didn't they? I have no a, idea. I, yeah, I literally don't follow any of that. I'm not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. I'm sure it was on BBC. There was a competition to make like. I'm a cord the pudding cutter. recipe. I don't have any for, of that. <laughs> for the for the Queen's Jubilee, and it was like a lemon lemon trifle type thingy, Bob. I think. Oh, I feel like they're always it. just niche. They're always niche things, aren't they? But anyways, <laughs> I digress. From quiches to cook breakfast, that massive, massive range. Yeah. We want people to have fun discovering this healthy and delicious, but often overlooked ingredient. We have chosen April 14th as National Lava Bread Day because it is the same day as the Japanese celebrate Mother of the Sea Day in honour oh. of Kathleen Mary Drew Baker, who re- whose research into the cultivation of porphyria seaweed <laughs> led to a commercial breakthrough for the Japanese nori lava industry. So I guess, yeah, so what that says is nori and then in brackets, yeah. lava. So that's that's interesting that's something i didn't know mm. um lava bread is a cooked version of lava porphyra seaweed a diaphanous red algae found I was abundantly, say it must be red yeah found abundantly along wales's rocky coastline kicked for many hours it produces a green gluey sludge that is a delicacy for many but a challenge to others that's me <laughs> needless to say it tastes much better than it looks out of all the seaweeds, lava is the healthiest. It's the king of seaweeds. Two exclamation okay. points. So there you go. So that's, I was going to say that porf- porphyria uh, seaweed must be red because porphyria is a blood condition. Didn't know that. Um, and it's actually the condition. Remember we were talking about how vampires are my faves? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I know all about this. Like You were like, yes, queen. Call me in. I've got this. Here we go. Here we go. Hit me up on this. Right. So porphyria is the disease that like so it's where we think vampires like vampire lore and stuff came back from because it's a disease and then gradually like your gums recede and they go a little bit mad and like like this was back in the day before like there was treatments and stuff but like gums recede so you have fangs um go a little bit mad if you're like you know living on your own got this disease and then people crave blood so this is where like porphyria what? is kind of a yeah like i i know like i used to speak to people who had porphyria and they'd be like yeah my, it's bad i've had to go to like go to the supermarket and get a really bloody steak because they just have a craving for blood how do you i've got additional questions how do you end up just like speaking to people with this it's early internet dear <laughs> early, early oh, internet so like, in chat my brain, okay, okay fine that's that's <laughs> that's fine I was thinking you were just like, oh yeah, like, so I was in this group, <laughs> like I went to this, like, meetup for people, and I was like, that is, that feels niche, that yeah. feels like, and, and, that's got to be um, rare. Like, they're, they're photosensitive as well. That's crazy. All the vampire I'm, things. It's the vampire I, disease. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. And there's a, there's a type of marble as well, I think that's called porphyria marble, which is a red splotched marble. 
Oh, okay. I can picture which one that is. I only saw that recently. I only saw that recently. And I was like, oh, that must be red. Oh, yep, it's red. <laughs> that's that's interesting. That should have been a fun mm-hmm. fact because I yeah, I've just learned something new today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting products that you seaweed. I did yes. a Google search. I went on Amazon and I went on Google Shopping and I was like, what can I find? Um, they were seaweed bacon. You didn't bacon. buy any though, did you? No, I absolutely did not. There was seaweed bacon and that apparently, I read that apparently when you fry seaweed, it tastes like bacon. Now, I'm not going to try if that's true. Like, I don't even want to find out. Because bacon's kind of salty. Maybe. But then like, I like smoked bacon. So, oh, okay. yeah. And I don't There's, even like, be I like the seaweed out there. I like, there'll definitely I like, be smoked seaweed out there. I like the smell of bacon more. I mean, this is controversial yeah. in itself. I like the smell of bacon more than I like the taste of bacon. Yeah, Gordon's doesn't. Gordon's okay with bacon. He prefers sausage. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> give me the bacon. I think like I'll I'll eat bacon, but I think it's also like um, if I buy bacon, I like to buy like the posh bacon. That's like the um the medallions the, the jolly the jolly hog or whatever and then oh, yeah it's just the really medallions fancy. it's yeah. just the medallions only when they're on yeah. sale um just the medallions because i don't like the extra bit that's got all like mm-hmm. the fat on it i get really weird with it and then even then you know when you cook bacon and it gets the like the white bits yeah. of, like the fatty like white bits on it i find that so off-putting <laughs> that then i'm like oh i don't really like i always think that i want bacon and then i yeah. get it and i'm like eh. I don't know if I really wanted it or if I just kind of like the idea of it. But yeah. It's okay. When we go places, I'll just eat your bacon. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't really eat breakfast full stop anyway. No, you so... don't. I have to... when, when I visit, I, have to t- I take breakfast with me. I take yeah. a packet of crumpets to make sure that I can have breakfast because they don't do breakfast. I mean, I would have bought you stuff. No, you should be... totally let, would. Let me just let me just set the record. Let totally me just let the record. It's not this that was... she's not... We were getting up early and I was yeah. like, I don't have that yeah. in my house. I can get that for you. And she's like, nah, I've already got it. Nah, I'll just bring it. Like I was like, I'm prepared because I know that you and, you and Rick think aren't that. breakfast like, people. No, I was gonna think that, just, like bring like, your own food. I seem to. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the level of our friendship that I'm just like, girl, I'm bringing my own breakfast because we know how this is. <laughs> I was like, do you need me to put anything in the grocery order? And you were like, no, I'm no, good. I've already I've got, got a my crumpets. I'm already, I've got crumpets, and I just get up and go downstairs and make crumpets. You sit did. with Phelan for a bit. You're like, and then Rick, Rick turns up and is like, hey, you're right. I was like, yeah. I'm good. Made myself at home. I think I was in the shower and I come out the shower and I was like, Did you have breakfast yet? You're like, already done. Yeah. And I was done. like, cool. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Come on. We're late. <laughs> but yeah, so seaweed bacon. Yeah, so apparently you fry that and it tastes like bacon. There was seaweed toothpaste. Yeah. What's the benefits of having seaweed toothpaste? I don't know. I didn't look it out because oh. it just made me feel so uncomfortable. Because <laughs> it's like, I can't think of anything that would make me feel more sick. Like basically, you're like, brushing it all around your like, mouth. Is it just but... seaweed, or is it mint and seaweed? I feel like that would be arguably worse. Like questions. the mint doesn't make it better. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it and was like, no, I'm good. I don't know. Let's give it a Google. Let's give it a goog. Okay. Yeah. So if I were to buy seaweed toothpaste right now, vegan sea fresh toothpaste Ooh. from Ocado. Of course. So you gotta get it from. <laughs> uh blue green algae, rich in calcium, protein, blah blah blah. Potent oh, yeah. spearmint potent spearmint and parsley extracts. Ooh. Because just what I want together is seaweed, spearmint, <laughs> and parsley. <laughs> parsley. <laughs> oh, 
for a strong smile and fresh breath. I'm sure it is. Okay, let's nice. see. Let's let's use another one. Just like we need a barometer to just yeah. kind of see. So Amazon has Sarakin Nature's toothpaste. Is <laughs> what. Oh, nature's saccharin nature's toothpaste this is also vegan toothpaste flora, fluoride free okay um which i thought fluoride was a good thing yeah but, uh the flavor again is peppermint i told you it would have, pe- have mint with it i feel like that just would make it worse <laughs> um yeah there's nothing really here there's nothing really here let's let's see these reviews oh no yeah people are loving it Although okay, some good. people are hating it, some people are hating oh, it, some people are hating it. There we go, it. see. Um, Divides the room. <laughs> this is my, my favourite, I'll just read you this one snippet. Please. I've purchased this before from Amazon and found the tube in absolute pain. Only because it wouldn't stand upright, unlike all our other toothpaste, it loses its balance and knocks over everything else. <laughs> then just lay it down, like it's toothpaste, dude. This is a... <laughs> This is a two out of five star review and it just is, it's titled, Oh No. <laughs> and it's just because, this time I searched for a larger size as my friend told me the larger size have bigger, more stable tops, which they stand soundly. I thought my latest purchase would solve the problem, but alas, no. Why do none of the Amazon sellers show the photos of the actual tubes? Just lay it down. Yes, I'm unhappy that the return window has closed now and I've discovered a repeat of the initial problem. Like this is this person has rated it two out of five, five because stars. the tube won't stand out. Because like, but what about like the toothpaste, normal... my dude? What about the toothpaste? Not a single mention of the toothpaste itself. Just that it's like, like yeah, no, it just looks like an American an American internet. toothpaste where it's not like. So I feel like British toothpaste tends to have like a the tops tend to be like like wider and you can stand they do them up, nowadays usually. they didn't they used to be little ones nowadays they do have the bigger tops so you can stand them up but they never used to have i just don't understand just lay it down he's <laughs> <laughs> like do you, do you see that guy on tiktok that like um he watches the video of people like creating a solution something that's like not a problem right right and then he just like looks at i, I mean like this isn't going to translate to audio very well but he just yeah. like watches the video and then at yeah. the end of the video he does the obvious thing and then just yeah. goes <laughs> obviously yeah and then like, just like sort of like, looks at the it'll be yeah. like oh how let's this overcomplicated thing of how to fix a car door and then it's right. like you just shut it <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> told you so yeah like yeah just you just put you the lid back on the the drink and then you put it in the fridge and then he's like yeah, <laughs> that's what I feel like. You just take the toothpaste and you just lay it down flat, and then it won't knock anything over. Anything else over? Or you know, <laughs> get a toothbrush caddy to stand it in. That was that was confused. That's yeah, no, pretty brilliant. No, there's, no there's, ma'am. There's or that sir. one. Um, there was seaweed spaghetti. Okay. So basically, Whole Foods just sell it as sea spaghetti. Right. But it's just dried seaweed. Okay. I just wanted to call it out because it was like sea spaghetti, but there's no spaghetti about it. It looks just dried strips of seaweed. Um, it, it it comes from the Cornish Seaweed Company, so it's like you kind of know that you're okay. going to get seaweed yeah, there. Yeah. That's they've got yeah. into a niche. Um, <laughs> they've got kelp pickles and hot yeah. sauce, just sort of you're like not tempted kelp, by the hot sauce. Kelp chip. Now I like hot sauce, and I feel like this would just be. Mm-mm. There's a a kelp burger. That just makes me think of Spongebob. 
Is it like just great. made from just made from kelp? Yeah, apparently so. Okay, it's a kelp burger. Um, right. I think it's probably like one of those veggie burgers where it looks like a burger, yeah. but actually is made of kelp. Okay. Uh, you got see like various seasonings, which I kind of already said. On yeah, the Pembrokeshire Beach Food Company, but they've got like sea salts and stuff. There was something that was called sea moss gel, and right. it's like it's one of those like health websites being like, oh, yeah. no, this is so great, like. You can eat it, you can put it in smoothies, you can do like all these different things. And then it's like, you could also use it as a face mask or a hair product. And I was like, it just feels like we're trying to tackle too many parts of the market right. here with it. And if I'm eating it, it I don't like, want to be putting it in my hair. No, it looks like um, like gel as well. It's so weird. I mean, no. it is gel, but it's I'm just right, weird. Um, there was seaweed fertilizer. Um, there was, there was uh, bird feed that was avian seaweed but i like this one because the tagline was it contains more natural elements than man could produce with an exclamation point on it that just (laughs) i was like solid um and then yeah i mean the normal things which was like candles obviously Mm -hmm. and then yeah seaweed butter like it's weird it looks like a weird butter i don't know how to explain it because it's not yeah kind of because there was like little flakes of like green in it yeah it was um yeah not those, for you those are some of the things that i found the toothpaste one though that takes the cake i like that yeah. there That's two out of five stars <laughs> doesn't stand up straight doesn't stand up <laughs> all right are you ready are you ready for this one yeah i've been psyching myself up for this one <laughs> i want to like it because i liked arteris beers the label is absolutely amazing it's just like the coolest label and I the concept gonna... of it is really interesting yeah, so it's got like this uh, male god over the sea, kind of trying to entrap a ship. Lots yeah, of he's greeny, a... purple, black clouds ominously behind him. He's a yokai, which is like a Japanese like demon type yeah. situation. <laughs> All right, so this is waxed, so we've got to get it open. I'm trying I'm to gonna... open it the right way. I'm going to open it from the back. Yeah, that's what I'm so trying to So that I can keep yeah. the little googly, googly eyes, eyes in place. Yeah. Oh, I've done it. Oh, already it's... I don't know. It smells very yuzu, which yeah. is good. That's a good thing. Oh! Oh! It's black, right? No. Oh. It sure it's isn't. Got... Oh, no, I lost the lid. It sure isn't. Oh. <laughs> um, it's, it's very squid green. Ink. Squid ink, seaweed, and yuzu. It smells interesting. It's very green. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not the colour I was expecting it to be. I, I expected it to be very black. Yeah, so did I. And instead it was very green. It's like forest green. It really is. Evergreen. I don't know. And even the like the head poured on the it head's green. like green, yeah. Like mint. Like It's like a St. Patrick's Day like beer. mint foam, yeah. <laughs> and it smells very like... It almost smells a little bit minty as well, but I don't know yeah. if that's just my brain. I think I think that's like it's the yuzu mixed with something else. I think is what's yeah. coming up as like a zesty, like a, like a zesty mint. Yeah, yeah. So I'll read the back of it. So it's a nine point three percent umabozu or sea priest is a Japanese yokai. There we go, Japanese yokai. They appear in calm waters, turning them tumultuous, either because um, no, they either smash ships or ask the sailors for a barrel which they use to drown the sailors the only way to escape is to give them a bottomless barrel interesting 
Yeah, so for our second, so they do this for the second birthday. It says, for mm-hmm. our second birthday, we brewed the most insane beer we could think of, an imperial goes inspired by Japanese cuisine. Brewed with squid ink, wakame, seaweed, coriander, maybe it's the coriander I'm smelling, for yeah. sure. Pink salt and yuzu for a fruity, sour, and umami flavor profile. I almost wish I had like a nice meal to pair this with. Mm. Like a nice Japanese meal. I think it's the coriander that comes I think it's coriander smell. and yuzu. Alright, you ready to sip it? Yeah, ready. One, Go. two, three. My my taste buds are confused. I'm confused. There's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot. lot There's a lot on. happening. There's a lot happening. From start to finish. It's confusing. And I don't know if it's like a... <laughs> like, I like it. I don't like... Like, I don't know. It's not an immediate don't like. It's just a confused... Yeah. Like, it's it's beyond complex. <laughs> complex would be like pitting it nicely. There's like quite a tartness from the yuzu. Yeah. Salty. I do like I do like yuzu quite a lot as well. Like beers with yuzu in it, I'm usually a fan of. Salty coriander. There is like a minty, very subtle kind of mintiness. I think I think you're right. That's the coriander mixing with maybe with the yuzu. With yuzu. I don't know how to feel. I'm confused. I don't dislike it. I think it's just my brain doesn't know how to register it. It's too, yeah. There's too so much happening. Let me there's have so water. many things going on in it. Go back with a fresh. It's got a nice tartness. Yeah, really. Like, I like think if you beer. like sours, and not just like, this is an introductory sour. I mean, this is an introductory beer, full stop. No. Like, if you gave this to a person <laughs> that was just like trying to get into beer, they'd be like, what the you, actual you fuck? probably never get them to drink beer again. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, be it's like, mind-bending. You know what? I thought I was going to hate it. I don't, I don't hate, hate it. it. I think I, I might actually like it the best. Because it's confusing. You definitely can't make it out. Because the yuzu's starting to come through a bit more. I feel like the yuzu for me was coming through very strong the whole time. Well, when I first had it, it was just kind of tart. And I was getting coriander. But I'm now getting kind of that lemony lime that you get from yuzu. Such a pretty. Salty. It's so pretty to look at. Like the pink Himalayan salt. Um, Yeah, coriander. I think there is a bit of like umami very subtly in the back there that's just kind of lifting everything else. Smelling it now. Yeah, it's green. Smelling it now, I don't get the coriander as Easy. much. Like I don't get the, the that minty or coriander like as much coming through. I am getting a little bit of meaty's not the right word, but I am getting that umami. I'm almost getting like a bit of like a more of like an alcohol smell to it like the more i just sit there and kind of smell it and i don't really know what to attribute okay. that to but not in a bad way it's just yeah i didn't initially pick up on that smell yeah i know what you mean that's really interesting i mean it doesn't taste 9.3 percent as well i think that's quite no. interesting yeah i feel like that's a tartarus thing though mm. like they do just make that's beers true. and you're just like oh hello i'm that was oh that's 14.5 percent oh okay i was really i'm not gonna lie like the squid ink is probably what i was the most worried about because i was like is it gonna taste it's like rick was like it probably won't taste like anything because he's had like squid ink burger buns and stuff where it's like that's just used to color it and it's it's just used to color it black yeah or like pasta or whatever and you don't really taste it but i was like really worried it was gonna taste i don't know some level of fishy but it it doesn't at all it's not that no 
Um, I do get quite a lot, like you said, there is umami there, but I do get quite a lot of like salt, like there is a saltiness to it, but yeah. that works with a ghost. So like that's not, yeah. it's not as off-putting because it fits in with that like tartness as well. And that, I think it also, yeah. that kind of helps make it something that you want to keep going back to. And I feel like this would be really good with yeah. food. Like I feel like if you paired this with food, it would be really good. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like oh, karage like fried little fried chicken bites oh it'll be so good yeah <laughs> this is nice if you get this everybody uh it's gonna take you a little while to adjust to it i don't even think like it it's weird because i think that like once you adjust to it it still is equally com- complex just in a different way i think like the first yeah. two or three sips you're like i i'm my brain's fried i don't know what to do here um and now it's mainly just yuzu. Yuzu and some saltiness. Yeah. yeah. But like in a good way. I think it's just um, my brain's worked it out now and is like, okay. the cor- I definitely get the coriander. I didn't even yeah. know that that was in there and I find that really interesting. Yeah, I quite like this. This one I think might be my favourite one out of all of them. And this is the one I was dreading the I most. I think so. I thought it might be too yeah, complex I that my brain so. would be like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did sort of look into some other breweries that were that had used like seaweed in their beers. So some of the other ones that had come up was um, Wiper and True did a kaleidoscope using the bladderwack sea, uh, seaweed. And then you had Harbour Brewing Co. And they released a limited edition called Kelpie. And that was made with the Dulce seaweed. Fine Ales did Fine Bank. And that used locally sourced kelp. Um, at one point, Wild Beer Co., had of the sea which also used kelp and then i know you can still get because i nearly got these but the shipping like you couldn't buy single cans and the shipping based on where they are was a bit of a pain so they are in scotland and i don't and i think they're mm-hmm. in a little bit more of a remote area in scotland so it was a little bit more of a pain but um yeah colin brewery did seaweed ipa and they use sugar kelp as well from the isle of sky so that one i wanted to try that but like i said it was sort of a little bit had to buy a whole bunch of them and then the shipping on top of that just from where they were it's just a little more than i wanted to uh spend at the time but definitely go check them out because i I mean i kind of like all these different breweries kind of using like working together with like those that industry like that local industry to them i think it's kind of nice that synergy there have you had any other... I can't think of any other ones that I've had or known about. Was I've had something... I, I did have... Back in the day, I did have a beer with squid ink in from Time and Tide. I think that was a goes as well, actually. Um, was it green? Yeah. No, it was black. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. I'm Googling now squid ink colours. <laughs> I suppose it depends on how much you put in. I wonder as well if, like... If it's similar to like, and the yuzu might have, depending on how I they was just going to say yuzu, the acidity in that. I wonder if that mm. like changed the color because when you have that, yeah. um, the butterfly pea, I think is what it's called. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what they used to make like the blue stuff, and that is obviously yeah. we did the episode where we kind of talked about that as well. And it's like that was impacted yeah. by the acidity and how acidic it was sort of depended on if it was more blue or more purple. Um, so I do wonder yeah. if that's like if the yuzu sort of played a part in that. 
But yeah, yeah. I, I completely guessed that it was going to be black. And so yeah. that green really threw me off. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, so I think I think this one's pretty good. It's been successful. I was scared. I didn't even touch my extra you, jug of water. Do you think your fear was unfounded? I don't want to say it was unfounded. Because I'll have this Why? fear again. Because <laughs> because I think you should always... I'm a project manager. You know, you should always proceed with caution. Like, risk assessment. Go forward, but with your risk assessment in place. <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, it was unfounded. I did, I, they were all... They were all fine. Like, none of them yeah. were aggressively salty i think it's just in my head when you make food with seaweed it's very salty and oceanic yeah and i don't like that whereas these were all balanced in a way that the yeah saltiness worked yeah it worked really well and i think especially like with a ghost that's you want that so um yeah i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot definitely would i would always try them again anyways but even less nervous the next time round. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, yeah, I think I agree that this one's my favourite one out of them. Um, then I think it was the red IPA, then the black IPA, which I'm surprised by. I agree, yeah. I think for me, the Trollers Dread just had a little bit too much oceanic. It was good. Like, yeah. I think it it's exactly what... Yeah, it's a nice beer. Exactly as it sort of describes itself as like i knew what i was getting into i was ordering it from the seaweed company like the the, the pembrokeshire yeah. beach food company like all their products are seaweed based products like i'd like a, a bit more hop character in it personally. i think i think for me it's just the the, the flavors that i enjoy. like i like the roastiness of it but i just couldn't get over the oceanic but i think that yeah. if you're ordering it you you know that is probably what you're wanting. Like, if you know yeah. what I mean, like you're not getting that read in the back of it and then going, oh, it tastes oceanic. Like, that's probably what you want. <laughs> and yeah. it's good. I think if you don't, if you're not sensitive to that like I am, you'll probably really enjoy it. But yeah, I would agree with that order. So yeah, there, there you go. Um, Tori, if people want to come and suggest uh, seaweed products for you to try, where can they get hold of you? I mean, I'm not going to order any of them, but... <laughs> You can you can suggest maybe a better, way. Maybe a uh, a better toothpaste that will stand up. Oh, actually, what you can do is you can come give me like really good Amazon reviews, like hilarious <laughs> Amazon reviews, because I love that. So yeah, if you want to come and recommend me some hilarious Amazon reviews, you can come find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism, or at Gmail at adventures and optimism at gmail dot com. Um, you can send us both stuff in, whether you liked or hated our choices in seaweed beers. Um, whether your your Umabozu had uh, this beautiful green colour, or if we are yeah. clearly seeing things, I don't know. <laughs> um, you can come tell us both on Instagram at a woman's brew or or Gmail at a woman's brew podcast at gmail dot com. And yeah, if you just want to go talk to Joe and learn about all those umami flaves, Joe, where can people talk to you? You can come and talk to me on my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Pinterest. You usually find me on Instagram, though. Um, you can also come to my website, 
which has got a lovely blog and some interesting bits on it uh, and that is lovebeerlearning.co.uk or you can email me at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com um, I want to go finish this guys because it's lovely yeah this is nice alright let's go enjoy them so, let's go do that cheers cheers <laughs>